Congratulations. You made it to the XFL. You can sit back and relax, unpack your bags, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey there, Mike, a.k.a. MTB Trigger here, and with me, as always, is my co-host Ronald, a.k.a. Eric. If you are brand new, welcome. This is an Escape from Tarkov podcast where we talk about all things EFT, and our goal is to get better at the game, and we hope you come along with us for that journey. This week, we're going to really keep going along this line of changes and what it could mean. We've talked a lot about it the last three weeks. But I think everybody is still digging into the quote-unquote early wipe just like we are. But things are starting to shape up for how this wipe is going to be different. And I think it's uh, worth continuing to dive into that because things have continued to change. Some of our predictions came true from some of the things that we uncovered last episode. And we're going to talk more about that. But we also have some other exciting and cool things to talk about. So for hideout keeping this week, A cool concept was being discussed over the last few days or one day this week, and something in the suggestion box on Discord came up, and it was this concept of a community tournament. And I wanted to spend a second on this because we've actually been approached a few times from members wanting to do something like this, and it never really got off the ground. And me personally, over on the PUBG side, I've organized and ran tournaments in the PUBG space. And it's a tremendous amount of work. It is a tremendous amount of fun. But Tarkov doesn't exactly make it easy due to the lack of custom servers. So it requires some very careful planning from what I've seen in other communities that have done it. And there's obviously some larger tournaments that have gone on like Pestilis Punisher tournament. And there, I know there's some other ones out there. So all that said, the reason I wanted to talk about it tonight was if you have ideas related to this on how it could be done, we're really all ears on this thing. We haven't put a bunch of thought into this. I mean, we literally just talked about it together for the first time right before we went live. It was being discussed this week in Discord. And again, it's a community tournament, so we do want it to be a community effort if it's going to go. So if it goes, we'd love to see something that allows all play styles to shine. And maybe that means there's different mini tournaments, different sections of the tournament, but it could be things that are focused on currency building, scav killing, PMC killing, boss hunting, or anything that would show off skill sets that aren't just PvP. And I know there's some point systems tied to things like this, and they tend to favor PvP. My take on that is those tournaments typically are ran on Twitch, They're really fun to watch, and PvP is exciting, it's high action, and that's great. It's not that we're against that or don't like that, because I do enjoy watching that, but I really don't want streaming or recording to be required for an XFIL community tournament. So with that off the table, I think it opens up to a wider range of skill sets to be shown because it's not a, hey, you have to go find people and kill them, and you have to collect the dog tag, etc. So I guess in my mind, I'm thinking something like the Tarkov Olympics, or the Tarkov Decathlon, or 
something that we could measure a bunch of different skills and maybe some stuff that's out of the norm. So anyway, if you have thoughts on this, if you have suggestions on how we could do an Xfield community tournament, pick up the thread in the suggestion box. And while I'm thinking about it, I'll put a hashtag tournament in the suggestion box so you can quickly go search for that in the search field in the Xfield Discord. But that's all I've got. So yeah, what's uh, what's going on, on your side of the hideout, man? I'd like to continue and just echo a little bit about the tournament idea. I think it's really important that if you have thoughts on this, please don't be shy in sharing. It's easy to see tournaments on Twitch or it's easy to hear about tournaments that only emphasize, you know, maybe one style of playing the game. But Tarkov is such a dynamic game that there are people out there that are good at all different things. So we definitely want to hear your feedback on that. And before I get into my side of the hideout keeping, I just want to throw my endorsement of that as well. I'm looking forward to coming up with a way to showcase all kinds of people's skill and actually have a good time with all the entire community. So we'll see what it turns into. We're excited. We have no idea what it's going to be yet, but it's going to be fun. And that's really all that matters. With this week, I'd like to shout out the Tarkov optimization video because there are plenty of new people that have joined Discord and are asking questions about how to make their PCs run Tarkov better. We have created a base configuration guide, if you will, for Tarkov and for PUBG. But since this is Xville, we'll talk Tarkov. Go on youtube.com slash xpmedianow, find the Tarkov optimization video. We'll link it in the show notes and take a look at what's in that video. If you have an AMD processor, you're going to find a little bit of extra things you can do for it. If you have an Intel processor, most of what's there can apply to you as well. But dig into that. You might find some things there which answer some easy questions for you, get you some more frames without really having to do a whole lot. But besides that, the best way to get in touch with me is in Discord, as always. Shoot me a DM or tag me in a message. I hang out in there most days of the week answering people's questions and just hanging out in the community. If you want, you can follow me on Twitter at Ronald Gaming, or a couple times a week, I hang out in MTB Trigger's Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash MTB Trigger, where we watch Trigger play games, we just hang out and have a good time. If you have something more formal that you'd like to get to the show, you can email it to xpmedia2020 at gmail.com. That's the business email and business contact for all of XP Media. And support for this episode of the XFIL is brought to you by Manscaped.com. That's Manscaped with a D on the end. Had a question that manscaped.com wasn't working. So it's manscaped.com, folks. Code is XFIL for 20% off and free shipping. The best in men's grooming hardware and product. Manscaped.com, code XFIL, 20% off and free shipping. Other ways you can support the show, as always, the best way is to share it with a friend. If you find somebody that's new to Tarkov or looking to get better and is looking for ways to do that outside of uh, just playing the game, whether they're trying to find something to listen to, watch, or whatever, to uh, maybe make Monday mornings a little easier at work, share the show with a friend. We also have direct options for those of you that consume all of the various content. We have Patreon for direct support, with options as low as a dollar a month there to directly support us doing this show. We also have uh, Prime Gaming, aka Twitch Prime, available on my Twitch channel at MTB Trigger on Twitch. If you have an Amazon account already, you can go over there for free and subscribe to the channel, and that helps out tremendously. So thank you for those of you who are supporting directly, 
And for everybody who has shared the show with a friend, that is amazing. I appreciate you continuing to do that. We get messages all the time of people saying, hey, my friend showed me the Discord. We were just playing with some folks, and then I found the podcast and love it. And those are the absolute best messages that we receive, and it's just a pleasure to receive those. So thank you. Uh, The last way you can help us out, follow our social media channels, subscribe to us over on YouTube, and we have more content over there. We've got guys, we've got tips and tricks. We've got the optimization video that Ronald was just talking about. If you're new and you haven't heard of that before, go check it out. You may think you've done every little thing to your PC. I was the same way. I walked through that. I wrote up the blog version of that. And then I went through and rechecked the stuff that I did. And I didn't have my RAM set correctly after updating my BIOS. And when I went back after three months, you guys, three months, my RAM was set at a lower clock speed than what it could have been. And the performance difference is massive. So go through the guide, go step by step. Don't skip around. Watch the whole video. It's worth 20 minutes of your time. If you get one thing out of it, it could really drastically change your performance in Tarkov. So Soapbox, yes, go watch it. Lastly, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at MTB Trigger, and you can always reach out to me on Discord as well. But that wraps up hideout keeping and show support. <laughs> so while we're uh, kind of coming off of the community tournament, uh, all of the ways that you can help us out and support us and the optimization video, I want to dig into a conversation that happened in Discord. And if you blink, sometimes you can miss these things. And if you were involved in this conversation, uh, this is going to be somewhat of a recap. But I actually think this conversation is critical and not just as a picking sides kind of thing, because that's where a lot of these things fall apart. That's where gaming communities get severed. And that's where language like Chad and Rat can really cause problems. So this is more of a thought experiment and a look at how to the game could evolve and perhaps in my own opinion will evolve. But it's also about how you can take advantage of your game knowledge and these systems that are being added when you're realizing what may be coming or why it's coming. So I want to dive into what typically kicks off these conversations. And in this case, it was really the addition of some high tier crafts for things like the Ledex. And there were many crafts added, some trades were changed, and there wasn't really an outcry over the ones that people don't really use a lot or maybe an experienced player just doesn't even care about anymore. So it was really the addition of some high-tier crafts that really kicked this conversation off. Now, at a glance, for those of you that haven't farmed a Ledex or don't know what a Ledex is, That's perfectly fine. If you're brand new to the game, you may hear Ledex and maybe you didn't want to ask the question. And the Ledex is basically an item that is needed to get your med station and your hideout to its max level. It's very expensive if you have to buy it on the flea market, and it is a major choke point in the hideout. In the beginning of the wipe, the Ledex usually costs somewhere between 800,000 rubles and 1.4 million rubles. It just depends on when you have to get it and where the rest of the pack is. And Ledex is typically because they're very hard to find in raid because they're in high PVP, high loot areas. uh, They maintain their value throughout the wipe. So the first one you need 
is not found in raid requirement, so it can be purchased, it can be found. Uh, it can even be found and then died within your secure container, and it can still help you in that way. The kicker is you get a task later from therapists, which requires two find and raid ophthalmoscopes, which are also rare medical spawns, and one find and raid LEDX, another rare medical spawn, the rarest medical spawn. So the LEDX being the harder one to find, this became a thing. It is a thing. People farm LEDXs. There's people that have developed channels on Twitch around farming LEDXs. So even now, they hold a lot of value. And in previous wipes, when the find and raid requirement wasn't there, you had to turn in three of these to get a thick items case. The thick items case is 196 slots for the price of 12 in your stash if you haven't seen one of these bad boys. It's my favorite item in the game. I collect as many as I possibly can. So I did all of that setup because Battlestate added a craft for the Ledex. So before I bring Roddle in on this, because I know he's going to jump in with me, there's a few schools of thought on this, and they were all represented in this conversation on Discord. And I'm not saying any one of these is wrong. I'm not saying any one of these is right. This is purely for an understanding, and I think we can shed some light based on other game experience on what all of this might mean. So for the people that don't know what a LEDX is or don't read patch notes and haven't got there yet, they don't care. Right. And there's people that just they could care less that this got added. For the folks that haven't got to this progression point of needing a LEDX yet, and they kind of just work on things as they come up, they don't care either. For the people who know what a LEDX is, they don't like how you farm it, or you don't know how to farm it, or they don't have the time to farm it. This is an amazing addition to the game to that crowd. And for the people that learned to farm it, or the people that enjoy the PvP in the area where it's farmed, they're saying that it's breaking the game, or making it worse, or making the achievement less. There's also an additional crown that had to do this before there was a flea market, right? And there, it, there's, there's all of these tiers going back of it's either removing the achievement of finding it, or it's breaking the game because you no longer have to go to this area and I'm not going to see players there anymore. So originally in my mind, there's three schools of thought, but it's probably more like 30, right? But you kind of get the idea is that adding one high tier craft to the game, all of the different playstyles, all of the different types of players are going to have varying degrees of caring to it. So this is where I want to break into this conversation because without looking at all these points of view, if somebody just comes in and says, oh, it's so stupid they added this craft, it can get really heated here. So I wanted to do all that setup because it's not the only craft that was added. It's not the only high tier craft that was added, but this is the one that usually sparks the emotional trigger in a game like Tarkov, where it's a really rare item that now has an alternative path to get it. Oh, man, here we go. <laughs> First of all, I do think it's important to note that we can put ourselves in any one of these positions and talk about this. We're not saying that there is a right position or a wrong position. At least I'm not. I don't think that that was what you were trying to say either. I think we're trying to just point out how if you have strong feelings about this, maybe there's another point of view and maybe there's something else that can either help you feel better about it or at least help you understand the different schools of thought around adding crafts to get things done. I think for me personally, I'll say that I kind of fall on the side 
of I appreciate what the players that have put the time in to do this under the previous set of rules. I appreciate the effort that they put in. That effort was done under a set of rules in game that forced them to do something that was very hard. And that's actually a cool achievement. And to the folks out there that have done that, well done. You did a great job and you display a set of skill and definitely have hit a piece of Tarkov history that is something that is important. For those of you that have never heard of Aledex, I want to touch on that next because I think that that is really important to leading into the next group of people that have heard of it but needed a way to get it. So for those of you that have never heard of Aledex, I think that the new players in Tarkov, so if this is your first wipe or you just bought the game yesterday and you're like, what are these people talking about? This particular item is filled with, I got to have this. It's really hard to get. It's a roadblock in the game. And it's just, it's a piece of the game that forces you to either move into areas that you really love or move into areas that you really hate. But it forces everybody kind of into certain areas to find this this particular item. And for the new players that are in the game, when you get to this point, this is going to be a thing for you. I want to wrap on my initial comments here on the people that are either can't find a find in Raid Ledix or they can find them, but they can't get out of Raid with them, or you've had the fortune of finding it in the misfortune of dying and not having it in your secure container because it doesn't matter if it's in your secure container because you could still sell it to a trader for you know a pile of rubles. But at the same time, it really doesn't matter because it doesn't fulfill that found and raid requirement. There's a couple of different types of players that fall into this particular situation. You have players that are really good at the game and push and they get to the point where they need this and they just have bad luck, but they play a lot and they have lots of time in game and they just have bad luck and it's extremely frustrating. But they usually can out-time Tarkov. Tarkov is a game that you can usually push through with time. And then there's other players that fall into this category that don't have the time and eventually get to the place where this is almost a stopping point in their progression because the wipes are finite. The game is not persistent. And so because of that, this particular roadblock takes up so much time that it does become a place where people just can't get past and then you start over again in the next wipe. The craft is meant to help people get past that particular point. Now, this craft is extremely expensive when it comes to materials to do. And it still requires you to put a substantial time investment in the game to get the materials that you need to do the craft in the first place. It's by no means a pushover in any way. And I think it's important to set up the basis for the conversation here going forward with a little bit additional kind of foundation before we keep going. Yeah. In addition to the expensive nature of it, the profit nature or the lack thereof, there is a massive cost of time that goes into crafting a Ledex. If somebody who doesn't have a lot of playtime is going to craft one, you've got to craft three RFIDs, which takes days on each one, right? So if you're playing on the weekends, you're looking at four or five weeks if you start the craft and receive it every single week before you can even get a Ledex. 
for the person who's doing RFIDs on cooldown and doing the LEDX on cooldown, it's still going to take a week. For someone with high playtime, I can see how on the other side of this, kind of taking that stance of breaking the game, I, I can see that because the, the, the concept there is, well, that's time taken away from learning another aspect of the game or getting to, into that uncomfortable nature, and, and I had to do it in the past. But it's just an alternate way to do it. Again, right, wrong, or indifferent, that's what Battlestate has added. The ultimate burden is on Battlestate. Why'd they add it? And that's, that's why it's fun to talk about, because all of the camps think about this differently. Now, you said something that just, it, it triggered something in my brain that we didn't talk about ahead of time, and I just, I can't believe we haven't talked about this before, after all the episodes we've done. But when you were talking about the people that have learned to farm it or at least learned how to accomplish this once per wipe or get enough lead X's so they don't have to go do it anymore, whether they're farming it or whether they just learned to get past this roadblock, you use the word achievement and you use the words something along the lines of, I respect that achievement, that they've done that. And one of the things that I was thinking about Every time I think about this, I'm drawn to the MMO side of things. I think about MMO because I look at it as they're adding additional lanes. They're adding new ways to do things, and you can either sacrifice currency, you can sacrifice time, you can sacrifice currency and time, in this case, to get maybe around one hurdle that would otherwise be spent playing in raid, which can also take time and rubles as well. So the cost is actually in the same currencies, if you will, whether it's in-game currency and time, just spent in a different manner. But one of the things that's actually true in both seasonal games and MMOs, which again, my take on this is that's what this is leaning towards, that's not a secret, a lot of times when things change or a lot of times when things get updated or there's a very hard thing to accomplish, there's some sort of achievement assigned to that. In many MMOs, there's actually achievements that you can go inspect somebody else's account or character, and it will say they've done this. And then there's times where there's legacy or extremely hard ones where back when the game was this way, this person accomplished this. I'm going to use World of Warcraft because that's my personal example, and I'm also going to use Diablo 3 because that's the seasonal version, and those are the two games I've played, and we've talked about those before. But World of Warcraft, for example, I raided back in Classic. I raided back in Burning Crusade. And this was before they had an achievement system in the game. But I went through some of the hardest content and had a bunch of gear from that. And at a later date, they actually added an achievement system that retroactively rewarded me these achievements for having the gear still for having done that. So those are things that are attached to my account. I no longer have to keep the gear. It says you accomplished this back on this date. And that's the way MMOs handle it because they're always releasing new content. And if Tarkov were to go persistent, they would have to do the same thing because they would have to keep adding new content and new things of greater and greater challenge, which over time tend to trivialize old content. Right, It would be things like Sanitar right now is probably not easy for most players to kill. But in a persistent Tarkov, you know, 15 scav bosses released down the road, 
Sanitar may be a walk in the park, or the gear that you have then, or the ammo that you have then, can just shred the old raiders, or, or however they would make progression of content. So the other side of this is a game like Diablo 3 that really embraced the seasonality and the shorter span of their characters, but they still have persistent characters that never go away, or you can re-roll them into the new season and get the new gear, get the redone sets, all of that kind of stuff. But the way that Diablo 3 handles it is they give you additional space in your inventory or additional stash space if you get through to a certain point in each season. So if you've gone through each season over and over and over and over, you have all of these additional stash spaces. You also have unlockable cosmetics and things that you can visibly show other players that I was playing at this time or I did this achievement and you have it unlocked. And that's the way that both types of game that Tarkov represents right now handles this kind of problem. And I wonder if you're in the camp of, man, I completed this task from Therapist back when it was Find and Raid before they added the craft. Imagine if you had an achievement for that that someone could go look at, or if you could inspect an account and see what those feats of strength are, those old legacy achievements, right? Like killed Killa when he was in patch whatever. Like there's so many opportunities for this. I cannot believe we haven't gone here because you said it and it just, it immediately took me to, why isn't there something in game that tells me I accomplished something on a tab or somewhere when it was really hard and they had to change it later? That would be such a cool addition to this game. I think it's super important to recognize the skill that goes into doing something hard. And Tarkov is no exception to that. So if you have done, this is a great example, you farmed your Ledex, you farmed all the Ledexes that you need, and you feel like the game is getting too easy because of a craft being added for other people to get past that hard thing that you did. It is okay, I think to recognize the fact that you did something a hard way. You're a player that did something in the only way available that the game had at the time, and that that is okay that it was harder than the way that it is now. One of the things about an achievement system that I think would really be applicable in this situation, and other games give recognition, some do it in the way of in-game items that are maybe not some things you can lose, but appearances, things like that. Others do it in visible things. But one of the things that that would do is really show that respect to the players that have put in the time. And I really don't think that the people that are going to craft a Ledex want to take away anything from the people that have done it in the hard way. I just, I want to throw that out there and say that if I craft a Ledex, I have a lot of respect for the people that went and found it on their own and did it in game in PvP. Like I don't I don't think that takes anything away from what you did. I think in a lot of ways people look up to that kind of thing. And I can understand why this would make you feel somewhat jilted in this situation, but keep that in mind that most people would say that's really cool that you were able to do that in that way. Yeah, I I think that's actually a critical point of understanding. I think that 
there are people that will take hard takes and be like, ha ha, I can craft a Letex, but I think that is a minor, minor population of the player base. I think the larger percent that are going to craft a Letex, right? And that's what we're talking about here. Like having the stats on how many people craft their Letex for this task would be fascinating, right? It would be so cool to know how many people completed this task before the crafts were in, how many completed it after, et cetera, et cetera. Like what an interesting stat that would be. But currently the reward for this choke point, as it were, is a really, really good item, perhaps the best space item in the game. It's not even perhaps, it just is. 12 slots for 196, and you can put almost anything in it. It is the ultimate space-saving tool in your stash, especially if you're not on one of the upgraded editions. If you're a standard edition player, the thick items case is the holy grail, and that's what lies behind this task. You also get further progressed you know right now if you go farm a ledx and you can do that in a couple of hours versus the days that it will take somebody else to do it the reward for that right now is that you get to be further down the line or you can be working on other things in theory you're further progressed than other players and the interesting part about that is that doesn't feel like as much of a reward You know, when we first started playing the game just a year ago, it felt crazy to get to level 20 and then 30 and then 40 and to see all of these things unlocked and the time it took. But then in subsequent wipes, we've noticed just how fast people progress through this and people are hitting 40 and getting Kappa and that's being measured in days, not weeks, not months. It's being measured in days that kind of removes some of the desire or the reward or the achievement of it because you can really skip right around this and it's not a huge deal. So I agree with your point. I wanted to echo it in that, you know, I was fortunate enough to find a find and raid Ledex. I mean, I think like two days before this craft came in. So I actually wasn't faced with the decision to craft a Ledex, but I'm telling you right now, the pain that I had farming the resort in Shoreline, trying to find the Ledex, and then trying to find the ophthalmoscopes. I can tell you, I had 17 successful hits on all of the ophthalmoscope spawns and survived raids, meaning I went in 17 times and survived the resort on Shoreline and hit most of the spawns. I died about 20 times, and I didn't find an ophthalmoscope until I switched it up and went to the ultra medical room on interchange. So <laughs> you add that up, man. And I was doing quick runs, but 37 attempts on shoreline trying to find the Ledex and one more FIR ophthalmoscope was a tremendous amount of time to get this done. Now I was doing the 10 or 11 minute runs. I was SJ6. I was sprinting up to the resort, hitting as much as I could and getting out of there. Now, I made money doing this because I learned how to loot the resort. I learned where all those rooms are. And for my play style, for me personally, I found that really valuable. But I could see how this task was a major gate, not just for moving on and getting that great item, but I guarantee you this task caused people to quit a lot. 
Because when you're just that close to the reward and you can see it, you can taste it, you can click on it in therapist's task reward, you see it and you can't do it. And if you've tried 10, 20, 30 times, it doesn't matter if you're a high playtime player, low playtime player, what your skill level is. At the end of that, I can tell you I was really, really frustrated. But when I got it, I was pumped. But I don't know how many more of those runs I had. Because you all know I am a caseaholic and I wanted that case. And it was eluding me for a very long time. Absolutely. And I will tell you that I think there's one point I want to camp on for just a second here. And that's about recognition in Tarkov. Because I really think that this is an important thing to kind of break this down. And it kind of touches on a couple of different schools of thought here. For the people that have done this the hard way, I think the reason why you feel a little bit frustrated about this is because recognition in Tarkov really only comes down to PvP stats. There is no other way to say that you're really better than somebody else. You can be a higher level. Great. You can even get Kappa, but you don't have to be great at PvP to get Kappa. You just have to get the tasks done. And and that can take as long as it needs to take. And I think if there was a system in Tarkov that was, in addition to, focusing so heavily on PvP stats, and that would be the, wow, you did this. You, You achieved this doing it the hard way before the next way, you know, came into play. I think that would make these particular changes, which Battlestate is going to make a lot of them. You have to accept the fact that Battlestate is going to make changes in the game's flow and in the task flow and in the crafting flow. All of these things are going to happen over time. They're going to make the game harder and then they're going to make the game easier. They're going to make it harder and easier. And all of that is going to completely depend upon your point of view what you enjoy doing the most, and your skill level, and how much time you play the game. It's never going to be a perfect balance amongst all different players. And so I think that Battlestate would serve themselves well by adding a recognition system for all the reasons we just talked about. Yeah, the more that we're sitting here talking about it, the more that I would love to see something like this. I don't know exactly how they would implement it. I don't know where they would put the lines But there are so many amazing achievements, recognition moments, feats of strength, things that are incredible that currently it's kind of like if you didn't record it, it didn't happen. It would be pretty cool to have that attached to your account some way. And I can also see how somebody would be like, well, that that takes away from the hardcore nature of the game, which I will disagree with you completely on it. You know, I've played games that didn't have an achievement system for years. I'm talking years. Hearthstone's one of them. Hearthstone is my go-to mobile game of choice. Has been since it got released on mobile. I didn't play it on PC when it launched, but when it hit the iPad, I've played Hearthstone basically almost daily, but at least every three days to get those daily tasks done. But just in the past few months, after it has been out for nearly six, maybe seven years now, they released an achievement system. And it was things on the sets you've collected, how you've won games, how many games you've won, damage you've dealt, all of this stuff that they have been tracking since the beginning. And you just found out that they had access to it and you found out that you did some of these things either before it went away or that you have things that are really rare 
and things like that. And Tarkov has so much opportunity for that. The other thing that I see with a recognition system, I don't know exactly how easy this would be to implement, but what they're doing with tasks and what they did with the find and raid requirements and what they're doing with trades and barters is they're influencing the way they want people to play the game, or at least they want to influence the way people have the choice and where they have choices and where they don't. And you have to read between the development lines to figure that out. But an achievement or a recognition system being added can reward alternate play styles or cause really funny or terrifying or amazing things to happen in game. Imagine an achievement or a, a something on your character, a, you know, whatever, a badge, whatever. Imagine them adding something where you got it if you successfully looted a cultist knife and then use it to poison and kill another character in-game. Imagine if you had a badge for hitting that 300-plus meter shot. Imagine for having something where you kill Sherman with five or more leg shots with a sniper rifle. I mean, they could go so many directions with these, and these are just the things I'm thinking about right now. An achievement or reward or recognition system could not only reward players for doing the things that are hard and incredible now, but it could also be used to influence play style gameplay in ways that are unique and exciting and would create really cool storylines and even really cool content for content creators trying to go after these things. And those are the things that drive games into that forever land on Twitch, on YouTube, in gamers' minds even remove the content creator side. Some of the achievements I did in a game before I ever decided to push record on anything, those are things I look back now 10, 15, 20 years later with fond memories about. So I agree with you, man. I love the idea of calling it a recognition system because it doesn't have to be achievements. It doesn't have to be emblems. It doesn't have to be any of that. But they, they've already got some of that in the game. They've got the skills. There's mastery. There's weapon mastery. Like it's it's like so close. It's like it's like the one piece that's missing from the out game tracking in Tarkov right now. Yeah, imagine something like a veteran skill that really recognized how many wipes you've played and the time that you've put into the game. And that skill did something meaningful uh, for for your character. And that really would be kind of an homage to the people that have spent the time and played the game as it's developed, that would solve this whole problem of people feeling like their time that they've put in is being disrespected by the game evolving as different things get put into it. And I really think that's kind of what it comes down to. Because as gamers, we really do take pride in achieving something hard. And that's for any playstyle, And that's something cool that actually everybody can relate to. And because of that, when something comes in that makes the thing that you really tried for a little bit easier for the next person to do it, it's something that you kind of have to deal with like, oh, that stings a little bit because I put the time in to get that. But I'm going to give you another example that I want to talk about when it comes to a craft in the game, and that's graphics cards. This craft changed a number of things for people, especially the task where you have to find three find and raid graphics cards. And again, there are players that find them all the time, and there are players that don't find them ever. It goes back to, you can out-time Tarkov in a lot of ways, but you could have 37 raids like Trigger did and not get the thing that you're looking for. 
And then you can have time to play three or four raids a week. And that's 10 weeks of not finding what you're looking for. And I think because of that, these crafts do make sense. And being able to craft a graphics card once every, it's a lot, it's a long time. It's like 50 hours, something really crazy like that. 55 hours. Because you need a VPX too. Correct. So I don't think that it really breaks the game, that it takes two weeks of time, let's just say roughly. Someone will correct me in the comments, but it takes you know that much time to be able to complete that one task because of doing it in your hideout. I actually think that the craft gives you some meaningful choice for your playtime, especially if you only have time to do five or less raids a week. You're not spending your time doing something that you really don't want to do, but you feel like you have to do, it lets your playtime actually be fun. And at the end of the day, a video game has to be fun. That's going to keep you playing it. I mean, having a laundry list of tasks to do will be part of your gaming experience, but you have to be able to have fun. And if you get stuck at a point where fun is a, it takes a back seat to having a list of things to get done, that's when people quit or they move on to something else. So there's a lot of different points of view. I wanted to get the graphics card into this discussion because I feel like it's something the community has already dealt with and accepted. And the Ledex, I believe, in another couple of months will be another graphics card discussion. It's a really good point. A lot of those crafts that they added, the end or middle last swipe, yeah, just kind of became, okay, <laughs> cool. You know, and they're just sort of accepted now. That time element, I think, is the key because you do. You sacrifice a lot of rubles. You sacrifice a lot of time to do those crafts. Those tasks, that one in particular, unlocks a pretty good chain after it. There's a lot to do after that. In addition to the game being fun, you know, even on the last episode, I talked about the game needs to be fun or rewarding. Right. And that's where I put the hideout next to task progression and player level because player level is directly correlated with unlocking traders. Tasks are a great way to get experience, not the only way, but one of the best ways. And the hideout allows progression and rewarding feelings being attached to when you die, but maybe you got a couple things for your hideout. So I would say that, yeah, I think fun and rewards are the two things that people are seeking in games. And it's okay for it to be hard. I particularly don't want the core gameplay to change. I don't want it to be any easier in a PvP scenario or even scabs, man. Scabs have been buckshot headshotting me this week like crazy. And I'm, I, I don't want that to be easier. I don't think anyone that is crafting a Ledex is wanting the gameplay, the core gameplay of being in a raid to be easier. I just think you're right. I think it's designed to help people that wouldn't go find it or would quit the game rather than go find it. I guess the only thing I would add to it is if you're so focused on how somebody else is playing the game and finding ways to enjoy it and finding ways to progress, and that's for some reason causing you like turmoil in the way that you're enjoying and playing the game, I I just, I struggle with that. And this is where a huge chunk of that conversation went. And a lot of it comes down to achievement. And so I'm going to come back to offering up that solution. I wonder if the reward system, the achievement system is the way to go and what that would look like in this game. Because right now, there is no differentiator for somebody that crafts athletics or finds one. But I think on a player to player basis, to your point, that someone who crafts it 
is going to be looking at someone who went and found it and being like, that's, that's hard. That is not easy. That is really cool that you were able to do that. How'd you do that? A lot of people have this story like I do. Yeah, I did so many raids on Shoreline and I learned how to farm 226 and I went and bought the tape key so I could go into Sanitar's room and I didn't find anything in there, but I found a graphics card in there. And then finally I decided to switch it up and I went to the Ultra Room and on my second run after not finding the ophthalmoscope, I found the ophthalmoscope, but then I had to get out, right? There's a story attached to it. And I think even someone who crafts it that story is really interesting and it's exciting and it's the achievement. But after it happens and the wipe happens or whatever else, it's it just lives on in memory, right? So I think there's real opportunity for this game as it moves more in this direction to keep record of that stuff for us to look back on. You know, like as you were talking about it, things that popped in my mind, like how cool would it be to go to the, you know, got the Kappa container and it it had seasons, right? Or dates achieved or something like that. Or, you know, like crazy feats of strength hit level 40 five times in one wipe, right? If you reset your account and reset your account, almost like a prestige system, like they could put crazy stuff in there that people would go after. I just think that would be really, really neat because people are already creating hardcore rule sets or you know, no secure container rule sets. There's already modifications to making the game harder for people that have been playing it a long time. And I think Battlestate could take some part in that and influence some of that, which would be an amazing development. I agree. I think there's lots of room to respect the effort that players put in, in any situation, to achieve something that's changed in the future. And that's basically what it comes down to. Most games address this in some way eventually. We have to remember, Tarkov technically still is beta. It's endless beta at this point, but it still is beta. And so they probably, hopefully, maybe someday will most likely get to this problem and come up with a solution for it. Uh, But I don't know about you, but I'm starting to see that green bar flash. Let's go. The green bars flash, and which means that we are moments away from disappearing, and hopefully we will get achievement for creating an awesome podcast. But we'll see. We haven't gotten that yet either. So, Spotify keeps rewarding us by creating a skipping podcast. So hope hopefully it's resolved by then. <laughs> yes, for those of you listening on Spotify, uh, we have reached out to them. They have reached out back to us. There's not really a definitive answer on why that's happening. Uh, Thank you for reporting the issue. We're sorry that you're having it. We don't really have a way to fix it, but we do appreciate that people have told us and we did reach out to Spotify and they've uh, assured us that they're working on something. So we'll just have to see what happens. Uh, If you have any more problems with this episode, you know, please let us know. But besides that, a special thank you to everybody else who's been listening. Thank you for listening to the audio side of the the podcast on Spotify or on Apple or on Stitcher, on Deezer, any of the places, on Google, Pandora, Alexa, on all the places. Now you can say, Alexa, play me the XFL podcast. It should be there. All those special places. Thank you so much. And your platform of choice, we ask that you leave a review on iTunes. A five-star review would be greatly appreciated if we've earned it. We'd love to love for you to do that. It helps the show get spread to more and more awesome people. And if we haven't, let us know. Come in Discord, come in episode feedback, tell us what you're thinking. 
You can also watch the talk show version of this show at youtube.com slash xpmedianow, where you can see Trigger and I do the show. And that's always kind of fun for the folks that have listened to it and never actually seen us on YouTube. If you are watching the YouTube version of the show, please do us a favor, smash that like button. It helps the algorithm know that uh, this is a good show and should be passed along. But that's pretty much it for this week. Good luck in all of your raids. If you're looking for a LEDX and you refuse to craft it, I hope you find one. And for the rest of us, whatever you're trying to do in game, we hope you have a great week and we'll catch you next week on the next show. See everybody. Thank you so much. And show support, support, support. Well, extra H in there today.